This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel described it best. We are living the whole of the Auburn experience. You can quantify it, qualify it in a variety of different times, places, people, experiences. But at its heart, at its core, the Auburn experience is all about its sports, the culture, and of course, the Auburn family. Because it's about family. You got to have some hosts from the Auburn family here. I'm your host in chair number one. Mr. Kyle Loomis, and in chair number two, Mr. Austin Scott, back again for episode 66. Austin, welcome back to the show. Thank you, War Eagle Kyle. Happy Sunday, February 11th to you. I'm glad we are the biggest thing going on in the world tonight, this afternoon. Nothing else is happening, right? Nothing else is happening in this gosh dang world. I mean, there's not anything about something Swifty. There's oh, no gosh. there's no Kelsey's. Nothing like that's going on tonight. Nothing like that caused us to have to do a recording earlier than we normally would, which has also prompted very unusual conversations pre-show. It's Let the record weird. reflect you brought her up first. I, I did. And I you brought I, her up first. Here's what was going to happen. It it was going to come up. I might as well get ahead of the pass and go ahead and get my Swifty quota sure. in for the day. Cause I feel like if you're doing a media content thing, podcast show, whatever TV show, you've got to somehow work Taylor Swift into it. So I have done my part and it's done. That's it. That's it for me. Maybe well, we've <laughs> met our quota. Hopefully all the, the hit, the hits and the uh, target ads will will hear you say Swift, 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 and and we'll get boosted. Hopefully so. I, I don't know. That's exactly how it works, <laughs> but maybe, maybe so. By the way, since you know we are doing this before the Super Bowl. By the way, if you're in the future, whoever won, congratulations. I guess um, maybe there will be screaming and wailing and national national teeth from Swifty fans. There it goes my second reference. Um, by the time you hear this, maybe not. I do want to again remind people that at least in terms of being part of their team, Prince Tega want to go junior is part of the Kansas city chiefs. I think he's still in the reserve. So I guess that's a little bit iffy, but you know, we gave him a shout out, I think last two episodes ago, something like that, Austin. And you said you wanted him to lose, but yeah, I I am not rooting against him. I am just, I, I think you were, I'm not rooting against him. I am rooting for the sanity of America and this, obsession over some of this individual who I will not say again, because I've already met my quota and exceed. You could say there's bad blood between you and Prince. Oh no, no, don't do this. (laughs) Oh no. Okay. Before there's further bad blood between you and me because of this, let's do Auburn potpourri and try not to work that person's name further into the show. Let's start with the happiness. And there is actually a a lot of good stuff uh, this week to talk about, believe it or not. I'm going to start us off with uh gymnastics and what was the end cap on the weekday of dominating the university of alabama Mm. and alabama came in to neville arena for a ranked i believe they were like seven were 14 somewhere in that range i could be off a little bit but basically top 10 versus top 15 somewhere in that range and you know look it was probably going to be competitive the whole way but most people would say that this Auburn uh, team is still working through some injuries. is trying to find their footing still this season after losing a lot of star power. Most people would have said, Hey, Alabama's probably going to take this one by the end of it, even if Auburn looks competitive, but no, from the get go, they come out from the very start and set the tone and keep the tone 
and take down the mighty Alabama Crimson Tide for their biggest win of the season. Were you were you at the match this week? I was not at the match this week. Uh, I had some work commitments I had to be at. Uh, or yeah, meet. I knew that didn't sound right when it came off my tongue. Um, no, I was not at the meet. Uh, my wife and I were keeping up with it. Um, and it was, uh, of course that's the, you know, that's the first one we miss and it happens to be the best one. Um, but really proud of those girls. I mean, absolutely stunning performances all the way around. Right. Um, from, from each apparatus and then just ending it well on floor for, um, a bunch of freshmen to have really good performances, a bunch of, uh, these gymnasts have career highs. Uh, that's what you need in those kind of a, those rivalry games, especially, but against elite gymnastics teams like we see across the SEC all year long. So uh, really got happy for them, that program. That, that's a really good step for them yep. this year. And and it's all about those scores. I want to remind people that, you know, it's not really about the wins and losses. Your scores just need to be continually improving and evening out. Um, but Hey, it always feels good to be able to say we beat Alabama and uh, we're happy about that. They're, Alabama's, you know, in Neville Arena, they're starting to to, to feel it. Uh, it's, it's struggling in there and they're getting a feeling all too well uh, that they really, really shouldn't get um, or that they should get when it's at home. <laughs> yeah, there's been uh, probably a little too much reverse rammer jammers for their liking happening. This fine week. by me. Uh, it's been great. Uh, AJ, one of our uh, No Huddle co-hosts, the football show here at ETC Network, uh, he ha- was able to attend. He actually invited me to come with him. I was just not able to attend, which I now instantly regret. And it feels like every time I say no to a ticket to something, I, I always regret it. So you would think I would learn, just say yes, and figure out the logistics of everything else you got going on later. I could have just driven back in the middle of the night. to Because uh, that was a well, late I, one, I believe. I did my part. And oh, are you talking about gymnastics? Gymnastics, sorry, yes. Well, gymnastics. actually, both. I could count both. I did my part, like our viewers requested, and I did <laughs> not go to the basketball game. I did not go to the gymnastics meet, and look at what happened. Well, but you are exonerated in a sense after what happened with basketball at Florida, and we did have some people ask, mm. Mm, you know, mm. yeah, was Austin there? And I said, look, uh, I don't even know mm. that Austin would have mattered in nope. that game. Since we're already there, it's already segued. Um, yep. It's kind of a quick basketball update. We'll try to, it's kind of working out this way that every two weeks or so, we'll do like a major update on basketball, which I think after what's coming this week, yep. we will definitely need a big debrief after that. Hopefully lots of good debriefs. The highs and the lows continue sometimes for this program. A frustrating, probably worst loss of the season at Florida, continuing a streak down there. But let's not focus there, Austin. Let's not focus on the things that just don't make sense. Let's focus on the things that continually make sense, and that's singing more Rammer Jammer, reverse Rammer Jammer, at Alabama, in Neville Arena. Ranked matchup, Wednesday evening. All the eyes of the college basketball world probably were focused on that game that, that night. It drew a big audience i'm sure as it was in the in the arena and the tigers not just beat the tide just i won't say embarrassed but just handled them like i mean that's that's really what it is auburn is the best better team and it's not even it's not even close at this point in my view yeah and i know there's a lot of people that want to say differently after this past weekend and um you know the wins and losses is what it is but i think you saw how good this team is when they're on um, right. and and by winning by double digits handedly at home. And then you look at when they lost to the same team, 
by four on the road. I think, you know, you can say that evens out, but I'm, I'm not sure it does. Now, when you look at the quality of, of the shots taken and the quality of how these offenses and defenses are playing, uh, I, I'm giving the hand to Auburn. I know that we're biased. I know that we're going to look through orange and blue glasses, but right. I, this the, Auburn looks better. And I, I get that Alabama can, can put up a hundred plus at any given point, but um, I don't think that these two teams are, are that far off from each other, but no. I think you have to give Auburn the edge right now because of the way they've played against them um, and taking both the matchups into, into perspective. Um, right. The good thing is, is we all saw Auburn, like you said, handle Alabama with the lights on and everything was uh, okay. The, <laughs> everybody saw it the entire time and nothing was in the dark. Oh man. Listen, there was a lot less jokes with that than I thought there would be, mm-hmm. but it was, it was still good stuff. I think unfortunately Nate Oates um, created more controversy he to did. focus on and maybe that was his strategy the whole time. Well, like, the, the guy has no problem putting his foot in his mouth. He, 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 he would you say he's at the wrong place? Says the wrong thing at the wrong place at the wrong time. I would one hundred percent say that, and I think that he's got a reputation uh, of having just saying the wrong things, uh, and whether he means to or not. I I have my own opinions about something. I, I sometimes I don't think he means to, but I, he just I, I don't think he quite has figured out the PR side of the coaching world. I think is especially when it comes to the Auburn Alabama dynamic. That whole thing was a little overblown that he meant some slight at Auburn. But I think I think he realized kind of what he said as he was doing it and just went with it and and knew he was going to get some interest in that as well. He's a smart enough guy to know what he was saying and continued with it. He could have shifted gears a little bit and you could almost see that he's like, I continue with this. I'm just going to continue with it and try to make it sound okay. Either way, it worked out because. You know, that was the most fun high school gym that I've ever seen in my life. And Absolutely. Uh, sure made a difference in that game. So that's the good of this week. Bad, Florida, Alabama, really good. Reverse, Rammer Jammer, all the place. Real quick, we did do a softball uh, preview last week. If you guys would like to go back and kind of hear that, make sure you do that. It was one of our main segments. They got started this week, and uh, always good to see them back out there at Jane B. Moore Field more roar as i tried to say last week and you gave me nothing mm. on that name i know it's a mouthful and it's hard to like roll off the tongue the big story really is rain and we lamented about that pre-show a lot but you're going to hear that a lot during spring sports uh, but really excited to have them actually back out there something extra that we're going to be able to follow and have to keep up with this is going to be a very yep. busy time for us <laughs> oh it's gonna be really busy and and the as we were talking pre-show the the weather, I think, is going to be, as it can be every year, uh, a little difficult for them this year. I think it's just we're in for a rainy season. Mm. Um, and so I think that, you know, that this weekend is probably a, a mirror of things that might be coming uh, the rest of the year. So you just got to shake it off and you got to keep playing and uh, and hope things end up end up going OK for the rest of the year. Did you do it? I just think you did. Hey, I'm, I'm up to four. Listen. You need to stop it right now. I'm up. I'm up. To you need four. to. You need to stop it right now. I will find a way to come through this virtual thing that we're on right now and come get you. I know where you live, sir. We've got, we've done we've done a live event together. So I'm I'm going to set a record. I'm up to four. Here we go, folks. All right, that's going to do it for Auburn Potpourri before he gets another one in. Uh, let's move forward in the show into our main topics this evening. Auburn football's coaching staff complete. 
question mark? I think it is. We'll talk about Please. that. And we'll look at an Auburn baseball preview. But before we do all of that, let's talk about our friends at Magic Mind. And you've heard us talking about them a lot lately. And look, folks, I know that you're going to be tired after staying up for Super Bowl, football, the commercials, all the things. You're going to need some energy. You're going to need some focus. Where can you get that from? Our friends at Magic Mind. You can obviously have a lot of other alternatives out there. You know, those great like energy shots and drinks and things like that. But let's be honest, a lot of them aren't that great for you health-wise. Magic Mind is the difference there. This is a product that will be able to give you that energy, that focus that you're looking for without some of those bad side effects out there. This is just a healthier overall option to help elevate your mental health and defeat burnout. Tried it myself. I can say that their claim is true there. It'll help you be more productive, gives you a more prolonged, healthy, natural way to have that energy and focus. Visit magicmind.com slash Auburn and use our code Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N, for 56% off of a subscription or 20% off a one-time purchase. I've told you about my family friend before that uh, has tried it themselves who has to deal with ADHD and all that comes with that. And he even said that this alternative that he had tried uh, was a major difference for him in terms of trying to find something that didn't aggravate some of his symptoms. So that's just another testimony right there in and of itself. Again, visit uh, magicmind.com slash Auburn and use the code Auburn for 56% off a subscription or 20% off a one-time purchase. It is the off season and we always got to find ways to talk about the lifeblood of any, especially Southeastern conference school, but most colleges these days is a football team. Everything else has got to get its attention. And that's what we're about here at the Auburn experience. We still got to talk about football, but what do we talk about? We're not in spring ball yet. Um, Hey, by the way, did you remember that this week was early, uh, National Signing Day? Uh, after it happened, that yeah. like that night, I was like, "Oh yeah, that was today." It it finally happened. I I kept saying they're trying to hang on to early signing day still being in February and act like that's still going to be a thing, and it finally died. Like it's dead. It, it's dead. It, the early signing day is now the signing day. So we'll see if that continues. But that just kind of blew my mind this week. That's not what we're talking about, though. One of the biggest storylines in the offseason has been coaching turnover for Coach Hugh Freeze here at Auburn in his second year. Some of that we saw coming. Some of that was maybe uh, some shocking things that we've covered in great detail on several previous episodes. Make sure you go check out that for thoughts here. But the staff is now complete. As far as we know, it can tell at this point. It doesn't seem like any other promotions or opportunities are going to come available as of this point, especially with the latest one, Jeremy Garrett getting opportunity to go to the pros, our defensive line coach, and then having the opportunity to elevate Vontrell King Williams to not defensive tackles coach, but defensive line coach or defensive. I did it backwards. Defensive line coach. Correct. Yeah. But he's going to be defensive tackles coach. So the staff is complete. It looks like again, how do you feel? Like, I mean, do you think it's done? I, I think we're done here. Uh, I, we need to be done here. Um, I think it was, that was probably one they felt like we were done with. And then Jeremy Garrett gets an opportunity um, that we talked about last week that you just you can't really pass up. Right. He's from the NFL. It, it makes total sense for him to um, take that opportunity again. So congratulations to him again and um, looking forward to seeing how well he does. Um but it, you know, this was a name that st we started hearing closer to when it finally was 
announced or reported. Um, and a guy who's really well liked for this team on this team by the players, by uh, the other coaches and analysts. He was a defensive line coach with Hugh Freeze at Liberty. Yeah, I, I think that's so. right. And then came as an analyst. Um, so I'm really happy for him. He's getting that opportunity. It's it's not just like it's a bump up and right. from an analyst and and his first time coaching. Um, he's getting he's had experience in this before and done well on the levels he's been on. Um, and I think that this was a really good move to continue, as we've talked about so many times, the culture that Hugh Freeze wants to instill. And he's right. familiar with Vontrell. Um, the player he's been around a lot of the players for a long time and they really like him. So uh, I'm really happy for him. I really hope it works out well for Auburn. I think it will. Um, but this this is a exciting move for him. And I think I think it's going to be an exciting move for Auburn. I think it's important when it's appropriate to promote from within when you can, not yeah. just for the sake of doing that because it feels good because it's, we're all family here and that's what you do is nepotism and all that kind of stuff. But when it makes sense, this is a guy that has already coached in this a similar position previously at a different institution at a different level. Truly, SEC compared to I think their conference. They were independent today. at that time. Yeah, independent at that time, not SEC level. Mm-hmm. Come over here, cut your teeth wait for your time, and here you are in an SEC position as a defensive tackles coach. And I would imagine over time, who knows what's going to happen with the staff, maybe being elevated to the complete defensive line coach. Not that that's less of anything what he's in now. It's just the way this sets up with the personnel that you currently have. Speaking of, let me give you the defensive personnel. We'll start there to kind of paint the picture of what this staff is going to look like. We have talked about a lot of these names a lot of references to previous shows here. So you guys should make sure you go back and check out some previous episodes to this point. DJ Durkin's your new defensive coordinator. He will coach the linebacker group officially. Charles Kelly, your co-defensive coordinator, coaching the safeties. Josh Aldridge moves from linebacker coach to defensive edge. That just sounds like a cool name. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Defensive edge coach. Like that's just, that sounds intense. So happy for him too, to get a, not, I don't call it a different opportunity, but something new for him as well. Then you got Vontrell King Williams, defensive tackles coach. And I like to, to me, it would have been cool to maybe call him defensive interior, interior defensive coach or something like that. I don't know if that's too much. And then Wesley McGriff in his latest return trip to Auburn, if he ever left at all uh cornerbacks coach. So that is your defensive staff, your thoughts. What, what, I mean, what do you think about this group? I think it's a good group. You know, there's been, it's been a long time that this group has kind of finally come together um there's i don't think that we thought it would take this long and and now that it has you look at it as a whole i know a lot of people wanted you know that defensive line spot to have someone really sec experience there were some big names going out there but i think when you look at this group as a whole there's a lot of promise with it this is a group that's going to have to coach really well next season for auburn to be excited or for not to be excited we are excited for auburn to be uh, good on that side of the ball um but there's a lot to work with you. You've brought in a lot of guys who have experience, a lot of guys who have been at Auburn before and who want to be at Auburn and also some young guys that'll help you on the recruiting trail um, and learn from those older guys who've been here. Um, I, I think that it excites me the most to see how the experience of Charles Kelly and Wesley McGriff can, can mesh with the Vontrell King Williams and the Josh Aldridge's and, um, there's guys at different points in their career who are now kind of kind of coming yeah. together, kind of make this defense work. 
I, I like that you pointed it out that way. Uh, you've got a mix of experience, bigger names, you know, right. people that are more familiar with, and then you've got the up and comers. And to me, that's a good sign of a healthy coaching staff. Now, look, uh, people are going to get more opportunities. They're going to leave. Come, you know, if you're Weston McGriff, you're going to come back again. Maybe I don't know. Uh, look, I just like some of the makeup of, especially this defensive side of the ball. The more I look at it controversies already discussed a thousand times here on this mm. show on more live streams with DJ Dirk. We acknowledge all of that, but what you, what you can't ignore is the pedigree, the experience, the recruiting, the reputation for what they can do as coaches that's out there. To me, I didn't dislike the makeup of our former defensive staff under Hugh freeze, but I think I'm looking at it an upgrade here frankly, uh, in what I see right here and and some change. Yes. Like we just talked about who, you know, because of, um, somebody getting promoted, somebody leaving all that stuff, it's titles have changed in a sense, but right. I don't, for me, I don't even look at Josh Aldridge as much of a change because when you're linebacker coach, you probably have a little bit of say in the, the edge position anyway, to me, that's more of a natural kind of flow of things. Yeah. Than anything else. Um, so I'm happy with the defensive staff. Offensive staff. We've uh, talked about them probably not as much as of late because right. that kind of got figured out uh, very quickly, or at least quicker than than most um, thought it would. Derek Nix, your new offensive coordinator, running backs coach. And I, please, Austin, tell me I'm going to pr pronounce this right. You can laugh if you want. Ben Agamoa, am I right? Oh, I hope so. I but believe it's Agamoa. That's, that's how I would have gone with it. And and I've tried thousands of times. So. Coach Ben, I'm sorry if I continue to mispronounce it, but I think I got it right. Tight ends coach as he has been, so no changes there. Kent Austin elevated, another right. analyst elevated, up to a positional coach, quarterbacks coach. Marcus Davis, we know, who has brought in arguably one of the best wide receiver uh, recruiting groups coming up this year. And then, of course, Jake Thornton. So not a lot of change there other than a new offensive coordinator, running backs coach and uh, a promotion for a quarterback coach position. So I know it's not as much to discuss there, but since we haven't talked about them recently, your thoughts on the offensive side of the ball? Well, I think with the offensive side of the ball and, and Hugh Freeze being an offensive guy, that was the staff that really needed to all be in line with him the most. And I'm not saying that Philip Montgomery wasn't. I'm not saying that Cadillac wasn't. But I think that this group, when you look at it as a whole, uh, they're all guys, besides Marcus Davis, who who he's brought in, they're all guys he's coached with before that know him, know what he wants offensively. There should not be any questions about what the goal is, what the terminology is. They're all going to be on the same page. Uh, and I think that's big. I really think that that was a, probably a big point. I think Philip Montgomery, uh, we all had the idea, an idea and a thought of how we thought that would go that they would work together and mesh i'm not saying they didn't mesh i'm not saying there was any animosity there i'm just saying sometimes you know who you're familiar with who not a good fit and who you're familiar with is is what you know you're more interested in i think that's where we ended up with Derek nix um and can't Austin being quarterbacks coach i don't really see any way there is a miscommunication with this offensive staff they they're going to know what they do it might not always work but they're going to know what they want to do and how to do it uh, I think that's a big a big deal you got to have in today's coaching world. And you know, one of the big storylines is always going to be is Hugh Freeze calling the plays. Right. And my discussion with people is when they this is brought up a lot. I, I say, look, 
I would be stupid to ignore the fact that he saw the lack of production offensively last year and is not going to take a more heavy handed approach in that. But I'm also think for people that don't think Derek Nix is being brought in to actually be the offensive coordinator, even if it's partially at first and then given the reins over as that comes along, he, he's the offensive coordinator folks. He is going to be given the opportunity. The head coach has oversight over everything and he and, and Hughes forte is offense. So you would definitely want him to be invested, want him to be involved, especially in, I won't say a younger Derek Nix is not young, but he is young in his of, career. Yeah, exactly. In terms of in having, ex- yeah, you know, you get what I'm saying, right? Yes. Not when we talk, compare him to a DJ Durkin to a Wesley McGriff, uh, you know, they, they've been in those positions that they've been in for a long, long time. So um, this staff on the offensive side of the ball reflects Hugh. And then the defensive side of the ball has got experience and a, and some big power hitters in a lot yeah. of different areas. So when you encompass all this together, I'm really excited. And I honestly walked into the change for the staff, very cautious, trying to kind of take it in stride, not overreact social media Uh-oh. over things. <laughs> and uh, just kind of think about this. The more I look at it, the more excited I am to see this identity begin to shape this begin to shape this year, folks. Let me say that again. That's right. Begin, not it's instant going to work, but the beginning of moving forward as a program. So we are happy uh, with this new staff assembled and we'll continue to watch them very, very closely as we get closer and closer to the season and plenty of other topics will be coming up as we get closer to spring ball. It is, of course, as we talked about last week, stickball season, diamond sports season, whatever your nick. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Name that you want to give. We did a softball preview. Mm. Excited to have them back out there at Jane B. Moore. But let's be honest. America's pastime has always been and will always mm. be baseball somebody queue up right now center field by i can't remember the artist's name and just i, I oh got my. it ringing in my head right now center field uh yeah. so i'm excited baseball season is back i have had my love for auburn baseball especially since the pandemic reignited in ways that i can't even describe and a lot of that has to do with what butch thompson has been putting out there on the field um, I think this season is going to probably surprise folks again in terms of what yep. they might be able to accomplish. So let's just start there before we talk about schedules, before we talk about, I mean, you can get into whatever you want to Austin, but just your thoughts kind of 
starting our preview discussion of Auburn baseball? Uh, well, first and foremost, I'm ready for it. I've been waiting on baseball season. I feel like every year I wait on baseball season for when it ends and from the minute it comes back. Uh, I love baseball. I love Auburn baseball. I love the Atlanta Braves. Uh, it is, you know, so much time. It is a long season, both in college and pros, uh, that just takes up a lot of time. And I feel like it's on everyone's mind if you're a baseball fan uh, for a long time. So I'm super excited about baseball. In respect to Auburn, I've been excited about baseball every year Butch Thompson's been here. Uh, we have we have talked about many times on this show how big of Butch Thompson fans we are, uh, on and off the field, I'll add. Um, and I think that he has another team here that is exciting. There's got to be a lot of pieces that are going to have to come together. Um, but he's brought in a great transfer class. He's brought in another great recruiting class. Uh, and this team as, as in bringing back returners and stars that uh, should have tons of experience playing in Plainsman Park. Uh, it's going to be a fun year. I really think that this team is focused. This team is ready to, you know, finish the end game in Omaha as they're used to, uh, or as they expect to. Right. And I think that that that's the expect, expectation in Auburn now, but also the expectation of Butch Thompson, even though, we might go through some hills and valleys and fans might get a little, you know, worried time. No, there. we don't. No. Auburn fans don't ever overreact to anything. Never, never, never. But that Butch Thompson's proved and he should has proved that he should have your trust and that he knows what he's doing. Uh, I think he does. And I'm really excited for this season for sure. Yeah. If there's one coach on the staff that you look foolish, if you question at this point, absolutely. But, I would say you look foolish if you question Bruce Pearl at this point, but if you're going to question Butch Thompson with what he's putting together, not just in a singular season, but, you know, year by year, you know, enhancements, what he's, the interest he's garnering, the the respect that he's, he's continuing to gain throughout his career, but even here at Auburn, you just look foolish. So do not question Butch Thompson at this point in his career. Uh, we could go to a thousand different ways. Let, let's maybe focus on roster coaches real quick. Uh, the main things to note is that we have a brand new uh, pitching coach this year. Obviously did not go exactly how we wanted with Coach Show and Rock, uh, but uh, we are going to have Everett Tiford uh, joining us this year as the pitching coach. Gabe Gross, Carl Nottemaker, and of course, Butch Thompson making up the rest of your main coaching staff. There's plenty of other support staff to talk about too but we won't do that for sake of time uh any familiarity with everett teaford or just thoughts about you know transitioning in the pitching staff uh i think it's cool that we got a guy from the the big leagues um formerly the chicago white Sox. um i I have met him once um through another way of life um but i'm excited i think he's a really nice guy i think his family fits in at auburn well um, but brings a lot of experience from the pros and from um, his way of life we've just talked got done talking about with Hugh Freeze and the offensive side of the football mm-hmm. uh, Butch Thompson is a pitching guy and so for him to bring Everett Tiford in that is I think that's going to align you know their way of thinking and pitching but also with him being having been in different places and learned from different people I hope he brings in some some different techniques and things that help the sovereign pitching staff because they have a really good chance to be really good um, and so I, I I'm looking forward to his coaching and how he works with our guys if you're Everett Tiford you walk into Auburn, not only excited to be here because you see the way the program's trending and Obviously. the investments that are being made, but you see one Joseph Gonzalez is back. Yeah. Boy, I if I'm a pitching coach and I see Joseph is back there ready to headline my uh, pitching group, rotation, 
in the weekend. Mm. I am stoked. I look, I know we all had high hopes that Joseph was going to be back next year. He tried his hardest, worked for it. There were times that it looked like he was, didn't happen. And we're going to hope that he has had a lot of success in really healing up this offseason and through the majority of last season. Joseph Gonzalez is back, Austin. How excited are you? Um, pumped. I if we all or have I think Joseph Gonzalez has had high expectations put on him and probably for himself for the last two seasons. Um, injury got in the way of that. Yep. Uh, I'm I think we're all really hoping that he can get back to form more than anything, just stay healthy for this year. Um, because him healthy, even if he's not first round elite talent, is is very good news for this Auburn pitching staff and this team. Uh, I really just want to see him, you know pitching a lot of games this year, however that looks and however right. it works for Auburn, him being on the mound is good news. Um, and so, like you said, Everett Tiefert has to be pumped uh, to have a, to be able to come into his first season with a stud like that. Uh, and I, I'm really hoping that he's healthy and ready to go. We need him. And uh, if he is, you better watch out. It's, yep. it's going to be super exciting. Plenty of other returning names of the pitching staff. Yep. Chase Alsip, I, I would suspect, will have a play for part of that rotation as well. Uh, Connor Copeland, uh, John Armstrong, and Will Cannon is back, and then plenty of other new names too. So if you're you're wondering, like, who do I know from this team that that's or from last year's team? Those are going to be some pitching names as well. You look on um, the the fielder side, the batting side of things. One name comes right to the top: Phenom of last year. And everybody's favorite Irishman, Ike Irish. He's not, I don't know if he's Irish, but he does. <laughs> uh, the luck of the Irish jokes just write themselves, but there's not luck when it comes to this kid. He just is good. Stud. And it looks like this year, he is at least going to have a very strong chance to be the starting catcher for most of the season. Obviously, Carter Wright's going to have a say at that as well. And uh, excited to watch what his opportunities will become too. You're just glad to have players like an Ike Irish who can play multiple positions. And yep. so if we find out that, you know, Carter's better suited to be the the nightly catcher for most games, then we know we can put Ike Irish wherever we need to. And uh, we're not going to really see a drop off anyway, but I expect him to be the catcher. Uh, thoughts on his first season, what you expect this, this next season for me? Yeah. I mean, the kid was an absolute, you know, not shock, but, a, a nice surprise to see. Uh, I think people had expectations for him, but how, you know, freshmen adjusting to the SEC schedule, um, adjusting to Auburn, you always wonder how that's going to go. Uh, Ike Irish handled it just about as well as you could, um, you know, and did really well in that DH role. I'm yep. very interested to see how it can go with him playing a position because obviously, and, and especially in catcher, that can take a wear on your body. How does that, does it adjust or does it, mess with his stats at all does he right. is that a, a more of a transition for him but also i think like you were saying you have to look at the how that helps with um the flexibility and what butch thompson can do with this lineup like if we want ike irish to catch and primarily catch well we also have carter Wright, and ike irish can get a day off and just dh like he's done all yep. that he did most of last year um so i i love the flexibility of the kid and his talent is off the charts um, I'm really looking forward to seeing his swing. I think his swing is one of the most pretty ones we have. It's gorgeous. I'm really excited about his progression. Hopefully he takes it another step in his sophomore season. Yep. Excited to see what his trajectory as high as it was and as 
quickly yep. as it came up at the start of last year, what it would be like this season. And a lot of pressure being lumped on the kid too. Let's Very. acknowledge that. I mean, he, he set the bar high and it's going to be, you know, a, a chore to get back up to that level to start off the season and maintain it. So it, there's good and bad that comes with having the start that he did. Other big names to remember, the ones that you'll be familiar with, uh, you know, Cooper McMurray, Chris Stanfield. And I think the kids these days say you're a stan of somebody. If you're a big fan, oh, I, am a, I am a stan oh, of Stanfield. Oh, yes, gosh. I said it. I That's said what I show said. up on the E2C Twitter a couple times. <laughs> I have a feeling it, it will. I am a stan of Stanfield. Uh, plenty of other names there. And, you know, as you mentioned, too, there's been some transfers brought in that you'll want to pay attention to as well. Uh, Derek, uh, Derek Fabian, J, uh, Javon Hernandez is one that I keep hearing a lot about. And look, we don't have time to go through the entire staff and we're not trying to spend our entire time focusing on just a couple of different people, but it's a big baseball squad and uh, we will get to know all of them very well the rest oh, of the season. Kyle, I, I mean, I know we're not focused on everybody, but you've forgotten one of the best. Who did I forget? Big bat Bobby. I listen, I take my podcast card right Bobby, take my podcast card right now. What am I even doing on this show by not even bringing up Bobby Barrels? Bobby Barrels. Which one do you like more? Big Bobby, Bobby Barrels. Or... I I'm knew sorry. It. I like, knew you did. I'm a Bobby Barrels guy all the way. I knew and... you were trouble. Uh, what's wrong with Bobby Barrels? That's okay. That's not what's wrong favorite. with it. No, give give that's rolls. It's off fine. It does roll off. But Big Bat Bobby, I love saying that. Bobby Barrels. So what we need to have happen now is one side so let's say third base side it starts yeah. chanting barrels big bat i don't know that doesn't really work but anyway you well, get my drift okay. right let's just start yeah. like having a like a a contest in the stands at plainsman every single big game bat bobby bobby barrels we got it we got it we got it we i'll, just do, I'll go on one side and you go on the other hey listen don't think i won't do it <laughs> oh i believe you yeah, no but gonna... it's like i'm i'm still in shock that we got him back uh, that's a guy who somehow did not get drafted and who did not see enough uh, enough major league teams did not see him as wanting them part of their roster and right. Auburn lucked out by getting him back and I'm yeah. pumped. I think he's and we talk a lot we all know how good Big Bat Bobby slash Bobby Barrels can be at the plate and in the field. To have him back as a leader for this team is going to be awesome. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Bobby Pearson Plainsman Park again. Thank you for correcting me and my mistakes on this show that continually come up every single hey, week. I, I do what I can. You do. That's why you're here. That is what, and, and also ruining you know Auburn's basketball games when you attend them. But, well, you, know. <laughs> you and I, Kyle, we we help each other. You could say that you belong with me. That's all. Where you and I are just together. <sighs> okay. Together no. 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 Finally, before he does another reference, just real quick, fast, very fast, final pieces of preview. We've we've talked about them again on previous episodes. The additions, uh, the Hall of Fame Club, the oh, surprise yeah. addition to the center field uh, viewing for students. We still don't know what that is. We still don't specifically. know specifically. Specifically, we will find out very shortly here season starting so all of that's going to be on full display here very shortly we don't have a lot of time to go through the schedule like maybe we want to but let's just take a real quick look through it to wind down our preview starting off with eastern kentucky series this weekend weather permitting obviously which will be the thing throughout the rest of the season uh obviously the biggest probably non-conference thing to pay attention to is going to be down in jacksonville i think it's the Correct. college jacks the jacks college classic something, something like, that. like that yeah Iowa, Wichita State, Virginia. Uh, that's going to be where Auburn is, has an opportunity to make some noise on the national stage. You're going to have UConn, Air Force, Austin P come in. And then, folks, we are getting started on the road in SEC play at Vanderbilt. Ooh. 
can I just can I just say, folks, we know that SEC competition in football is hard. We also know that it's difficult in basketball, as we're finding out in very unfortunate ways every day. <laughs> SEC baseball is the biggest meat grinder that I have ever seen in my life. Yep. And you're starting at Vanderbilt. We don't know the official rankings yet. There have been some that have been released, but Auburn hasn't even acknowledged them on their page yet. So we're they'll be the, they'll be top three. Top three. I mean, what a way to start. So real as you're looking at the schedule, it, what's top of your mind for you when you look at the non-conference, the SEC schedule, whatever. Yeah, well, it's always got to be the SEC the SEC slate, right? Like you, that's where you know there's certain minimums to even meet if you want to host a regional, right? Uh, you got to have a winning record in the SEC, even if it's by one or two games. If it's that close, I think that nationwide and when those the NCAA and and whoever else decides who gets the regionals and where you go in certain ways, they they're not stupid, right? Sometimes <laughs> they know they know the SEC. Off ball, they, they are. <laughs> the NCAA. What? Another discussion for another time. No, no, no. Um, the S. Everyone's aware that the SEC in baseball is a whole other animal, and it is you cannot you cannot look at it and compare apples to oranges when you look at another conference and someone else's schedule. Even though it might be better, who have they played? We, those are discussions that happen year round, no matter what the sport. Like Kyle was saying, SEC baseball is. is on another planet when it comes to it. So I think you, that you have to look at that and you have to go, you know, if we can be competitive in every game, but also win our fair share and steal some on the road, then you have to feel good about this team hosting another regional. Uh, I think that's, you know, has to be a goal um, is hosting a regional yep. and setting your, you know, correcting what happened last year and setting yourself up to be able to move on to a super regional or host a super regional. Um, so it's going to be hard. It, it always is. But as we said, we started this topic. And as we talk about every time Auburn baseball comes up, Butch Thompson knows what it takes. He knows how to lead this team. A lot of this team knows what it takes after all of last year and every, the highs and lows and the streak they went on, they know what it has to happen in order for them to be good and to be, get back to where they were and correct that, that postseason time. So this team's ready. This team has the potential and they can do it. I'm really excited to see uh, how it all comes together. Two series that I want to call your attention to to round out our discussion uh, for conference play. Tennessee. Yeah. A day weekend, folks. It's going to be a good A day. I have faith yes. that we're not going to get a monsoon. I, oh, I believe. Don't even say that. I just, I ruined don't it. I know. Even I know. Say that. I'm, I'm turning into you attending basketball games. You are. Um, Tennessee. And then mm, <laughs> the way it should always be to end off right. every single season, every sport, Alabama in auburn that's gonna be fun boom, folks boom, boom. i know a little bit of boom. reverse rammer jammer is in boom. order <laughs> all right boom. so whether you are excited about a new coach boom. new players returning players returning coaches new additions the schedule boom. itself as he continues to rammer jammer <laughs> there is a lot to look forward to in baseball season we hope that we've done a decent job getting you all ready for that that's going to do it for episode 66, which has been Rammer Jammer Field, Taylor Swift Field, all of the things in between. That's three for me, by the way. Uh, we appreciate I'm way you. Past uh, you're way past that. We appreciate you guys joining us. If you want to keep up with me, do so on X at uh, Kyle Loomis 24. Where can they find you, sir? You can find me at Austin G. Scott. 
hit me with your Super Bowl picks. Hit me with all the – look, Emily and I always do the prop bets, and we don't actually bet anything. We're too poor. Mm. But we always do the the – like the fun things, like what Gatorade color and all that thing. Yeah. Um, real quick, Kyle, what's your pick for Gatorade color? Gatorade color. Uh, well, because it's going to be red no matter what, because they're going to give them their team. I'm going to well, say it doesn't always matter. It doesn't always matter. I'm going to go. I'm going to go yellow. Okay. Yellow. I I said red, so I'm yellow. I said red, but yeah, Austin G. Scott. Hopefully, it's a fun one tonight, and uh, I'm hopefully all the commercials are great. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. And hopefully not as much Taylor Swift as we had here on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Till we talk to you again. Where are you? Where are you?